Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question is this. Should a local church have a higher standard for membership than membership in heaven? Yes. It seems surprising to me, yeah. right? I've asked the question as well because I'm like, wait a minute. Why should it be harder to stay a member of this local church? We're, we're you know, a lot of times people watch Real Truth Real Quick. They don't know we're part of a local church. It's Watermark. It's in Dallas, Texas. And... Uh, you know, other areas right around us. And I sometimes go, man, it seems that there's a higher standard to be in fellowship with us than is going to be required to get people admitted into the actual presence of God. Yeah. That seems crazy and maybe arrogant, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Yeah. Because the local church is not a means of salvation. Um, early on, there were lots of times in church history where the, hel the church held the keys of the kingdom right, before people, and the church is stewards of the um, truths that God has given us and the mysteries of the gospel. Um, and certainly when you're talking about what it takes to be admitted into heaven, which is certainly a right understanding of sin and the finished work of Jesus on the cross, the church is the steward of those things. But the church isn't the one who decides whether or not somebody is admitted into heaven. Jesus is. I'm, I'm never going to get a phone call. Uh, from God, saying, Todd, this person's been a member of your church, should I admit them into heaven, right? Um, the, the local church is not a means of justification. Uh, the gospel and the cross is a means of justification. The local church is a means of sanctification mm -hmm. and a means through which you can experience the grace and mercies of God. You certainly should hear the gospel preached and what it means to be justified, but this is what Paul said to the elders at the church in Ephesus. He says to be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which God has made uh, you specifically, the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. And then he says this. He says, not only did he purchase the church with his own blood, that's how you become a member of the family of God is you're purchased by Christ and you respond to the purchase price that he has provided mm -hmm. for your sin and you are um, justified in his eyes. And then from that point, Paul says, just be careful, because there's going to be people among this group of justified people, there's going to be savage wolves, he says, which will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And then he says this, and from even among you, there's going to be a man that will arise, and they'll speak perverse things, and they will draw away disciples after them. In other words, you have to be on guard, because there's going to be some people in your midst that are going to pull people away from learning more about God because they're going to teach um, perverse doctrines, if you will, even doctrines of demons. What, what's a doctrine of demon? Uh, a doctrine of demon is anything that is a, a doctrine that is not true. So Adam, let me ask you a question. Has there been a time in your life when you felt like, you know what, I'm probably not the best influence on everybody around me? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even as a converted, justified follower of Jesus? Yes. Well, me too. Now, if we don't take admonishment and correction and help and encouragement to stop ourselves in that cycle. Um, you're not saved because you lead a great Bible study. You're not saved because every area of your life at this particular moment is a complete and full glory to Jesus Christ. Right. You're saved because you've trusted in Christ yeah. and he has purchased you with his own blood, okay? Um, we like to say around here all the time, uh, we're saved by grace through faith alone, but the faith which saves is never alone. It should be accompanied by good works. But there are moments in lives of believers and others where they're not doing good works, and they need to be admonished and corrected and shepherded. And if they're not willing to, it's the job of a local church to say, 
hey, we're not saying you're going to hell, but we are going to admonish you in your unruliness and if necessary, separate you from this local fellowship. Because right now in your hardened state, okay, um, you are not doing the business of the kingdom of God. Right. And so at that particular point, membership in the local church should be denied that person who's not willing to abide and be shepherded and be admonished and be corrected, but we're not gonna go to heaven because of anything that we do other than confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. Now a person, we're not doing a, a real truth real quick today on eternal security or assurance of salvation. There's one out there on that and you should watch it. Yeah. How can I know I've been saved? In fact, there's a lot of them on it. Um, but what I would say to you is that membership in a local church is a part of a sanctification process and it's the job of spiritual leaders, right, to protect the flock from guys who at any particular time are teaching perverse things. Yeah. So Matthew 18, um, 15 through 17 talks a little bit about this. It says, if you see a brother, brother in Christ, sin, go and show him his fault, all right? And it says there, if he listens to you, then you've won your brother and it's an amazing thing. And then it goes through verse 16 and says, if they don't widen it a little bit, and then it gets to verse 17, and it says, if he continues to refuse to listen, tell the entire church, okay? Hey, this is somebody who right now is, if you will, teaching perverse things or practicing perverse things, and we need to separate them. And then it says this, let him be to you as a Gentile or tax gatherer. Mm. Now, it doesn't say that they are a Gentile, which is in biblical you know, language, a person separated from God right. outside of the covenants and mercies of God, or tax collector who's stealing from people because he doesn't have a heart for God's people or God's will or way. Right. It just says, let him be to you as such a person. Yeah, like that. And so what do you do? How do we treat a non-believer, so to speak, as a, as a person who knows Jesus? Right. We love him yeah. and we call him to repentance, okay? God knows who his children are. And so are there people who, are, who have kind of assimilated into the membership of the church, who have never really genuinely, deeply, um, and fully responded to the gospel? I bet there are. Yeah. But I'll bet you there's even more who did and who just need to be disciplined and, and they're outside of that fellowship um, who need to be called to repentance. And God knows which ones are really his and which ones were wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm. But there's no question there are sometimes sheep that need to be separated from the flock. Yeah. So the answer to the question is yes, it's appropriate that there's a higher standard for fellowship in the local church, membership in the local church, not ministry to them from the local church. The local church should minister to them all the time, but membership for sure. Let me just uh, close with this. In 1 Corinthians 5, there's a rather famous episode where Paul is admonishing the church in Corinth for letting somebody be a part of their church that should not be a part of the church. Right. And so here's some of this language. Now listen to what he says. This particular person happens to be somebody who has his father's wife. In other words, he's sleeping with his mother-in-law. And Paul says, listen, you guys have become arrogant in, in the way that you're dealing with him and you've not mourned the way that this guy is continuing to sin so that the one who's done this deed would be removed from your midst. Paul's saying, get him out of your midst because it's confusing people. And Paul says, even though I'm absent in my spirit, I'm present and I've already judged him. And so he says this in verse five, I've decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. What Paul's saying right there is if this guy is a brother, we need to let him run deep into his sin, let him be destroyed in his sin so that he doesn't pervert the church of God and so that he can be saved 
by what Jesus has done. Yeah. Now the question might beg itself, would a guy who continues to do that in an unrepentant way really be a part of the church? Yeah. That's a separate real truth real quick. That is. Okay, but there's no question. Doctrinally and doing, there are people that have bad doctrine at a particular moment or doing things that are not true of what a, a believer should do that will still get into heaven because we're saved by grace through faith alone that should not be a part of a membership in a local church and it's the job of elders and shepherds and spiritual leaders to guard the flock from them. Todd, great answer. Thank you so much. Be sure to look at those show notes for the other episodes that Todd referenced. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, friends, thanks for watching that episode of Real Truth Real Quick, where I try and give answers to life, leadership, and the world we live in. We love doing this because it's a great way to push forward biblical truth and equip the saints. Hey, do us a favor and subscribe to our channel, which you can do by hitting up YouTube or just hit the link in the show notes below.